0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of That Early Childhood Nerd. I'm Heather Burnt-Santi, and Dan Hodgins is here for this episode.
1: Hi there.
0: (laughs) Dan Dan and I are going to talk about swearing, and I'm primed because (laughs) every time we try to record, um, Dan can't hear me. And it takes a series of experiments, and um, I don't know if he could read my lips, but I was using the F-word quite profusely. we're gonna have to do it in sign language and there's no sign language so um anyway here we go we're ready um i um i love to talk about swearing me
1: too.
0: <laughs> i love I swearing think- and talking well,
1: about swearing we're probably gonna upset some people today
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so let me just do the quote quickly and this is from um heather shoemakers it's okay not to share and other renegade rules for raising competent and compassionate kids. I I hadn't read this in a long time. So when we were talking about recording about this topic, I went back and re-looked at it. And there's some stuff that I it's not the way I would do it in this chapter, um, (laughs) but also some good stuff. But but what we're gonna use as our starting point is, um, so Heather Shoemaker says, Stephanie Rottmeyer, a director at the school for young children says, bad words are mostly a big deal for adults, not kids. Young kids lose interest if adults don't reward cursing with a strong reaction. Sometimes it's just fine for a group of kids to get together and say bad words. They aren't hurting anybody. They're laughing and having fun together, she says. But it's important to give kids information so they understand who feels uncomfortable hearing those words and what times and places are considered socially inappropriate for saying them. Um, So that's a good starting point.
1: Um, that's probably I probably true I think it probably upset adults more than just yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> that's
0: kind of why I chose it um, uh, I don't I don't know that I've seen a child who swore and then was upset about it <laughs> or or, or, bo- or bothered or disturbed if they had done that um, and I sort of like the idea of just sort of stumbling upon a group of kids <laughs> who are Swearing and practicing out new words with each other. Um, but let me ask you, because this is one, when, when I record with you, I generally ask for a topic rather than coming to you with a specific topic
1: already decided. So why, why was this the one that came to mind for you? Well, it came on fast Facebook. It was a question that somebody asked. Uh-huh. And then it was generally a response of what strategies to use mm-hmm. uh, to prevent swearing. And mm-hmm. so, of course, I got upset. I <laughs> uh, Started to swear and <laughs> and and said to myself because they started calling it the adults started calling it potty talk and I thought yeah. you know I'm not I don't sit in the toilet and swear a great deal I <laughs> right but that's that a strategy
0: all? that I hear all the time yeah. is if you want to say that you can go into the bathroom if you want yeah. to say that word you can go into the bathroom and I um, I understand why if you think of it as potty talk that seems like a good strategy to try um uh but and i want to let you unpack in a minute why you don't like calling it potty talk um but it's it's that strategy like so many other things we do with quote-unquote misbehavior is really just making the adult feel like they've done something yeah um it's not even if you think it's a behavior that needs to be changed or that you think is is wrong that doesn't teach them anything they would need to do to do it differently um, if that's True. what you're asking of them. But so, so talk about why Potty
1: Talk specifically made you. Well, if we, we spent so much time in the U.S. getting children, quote, potty trained. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now we're using swearing as a place to do it mm-hmm. uh, because it, quote, is a bad thing. Um, do we really want the potty room used as that place yeah. um uh to do bad things.
0: Yeah, so I um, hadn't
1: thought about that if we've just spent
0: you know a good chunk of the first two three years of their lives sure. ta- praising them for going into the potty and trying to get them into the bathroom and and suddenly that's where we send them when they swore. Maybe the message they're getting is this is cool. (laughs) (laughs) Swearing is good because because the bathroom's been very important to you, adults, for all these years. And now you want me to go in there to use these words,
1: all right. (laughs) Plus the fact we're saying to children, it's okay to use that language. Just don't use it in front of me. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's a double, and I'm not suggesting that's right or wrong. I'm suggesting that it indicates to people that the only, children, that the only reason they should go into the potty would be to use <laughs> quote, swearing language yeah. uh, and be and so that I don't hear it. Uh-huh. So if you were opposed to swearing to begin with, then be opposed to swearing. <laughs> that's don't true.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: For it to occur. Not that I think you should be opposed to swearing, but that's the message. That I think is given by a lot of the Sure. Girls, by sure. If,
0: if you think it's wrong, it's wrong, exactly. regardless of where exactly. you're going to go do right. it. You wouldn't say if you're going to bite your friends, go do it in right. the bathroom. Exactly.
1: <laughs> oh God. <laughs> yes.
0: For many so reasons that alone,
1: to me, um, is is certainly not appropriate. But yeah. it's really not why I want to talk about swearing. Yeah. Okay. What I want to talk about swearing is, and this is going to really upset. Some of the preschool programs, but, but da da, like I. Yeah, shocking, before. Dan. Yes. Shocking. I think that we accept children who speak Chinese, French, English, um, all kinds of languages, and yet when a child uses swearing, uh, we might expel that child because the first reason for a child to be expelled, according to the survey, is hitting the second Uh is swearing. And I'm thinking it's really high in the list of expulsion. Mm -hmm. So I think that essentially what we're saying is that uh, swearing is bad. And I want to know who develops the criteria Mm -hmm. of what is good and bad. If a family uses that language, are we then going to say to that family that that's not right. That is uh, a bad thing. That's fascinating. So
0: so you're making a case that swearing is just an evidence of linguistic diversity.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I'm suggesting that it's discrimination.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. So
1: if you're going to enroll a family, then the policy right at the beginning should be we expel children, <laughs> we punish children, we uh-huh. swear. Because yeah. I think that people should know that right up front right. in terms of the process. So, and I, I used to say to
0: teachers um, when we were talking about this, that there were really two kinds of swearing kids. And one was, you know, maybe the one who liked the big reaction and thought it was, you know, sort of funny or the one who just would use it to test out their sense of humor or power. And the other was the one who that was just the language that they've learned Growing up, because you uh, you learn language by being among speakers of language, yes, <laughs> um, yes, and and so there's nothing right or wrong about that for that child. That's that's what they've, that's the language that's used in the home, yeah. And that sort of sounds like what what
1: you're talking about. And you know, and I'm I'm under the spell of my mother, who was Southern Baptist, uh-huh. and there was no swearing whatsoever allowed in our home, yeah. So for me to make that flip, uh, which took a long time to suggest that anyone who swears wasn't going to hell or someplace evil uh, was a real flip for me. Uh, But as I observed children, and like you indicated, that often swearing is done for, uh, oh, I've got an audience who seems to like this or not. Um, Or the fact that uh, the family might use words that other people don't like um, and yet, um, it's acceptable for that family. Yeah. And if my role is to accept every family that you know comes to my door on Monday, mm-hmm. I have to accept families that swear. Yeah. Yeah. And that as you'll a hear form it. Of communication.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's um, so we could be counting those as vocabulary words that they know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> by yeah. the way, I think that some children. Uh, use three words in a complete sentence when they say you are my motherfucker or whatever. <laughs> I mean, that's four words. Uh, well, they ca- probably <laughs> motherfucker would be counted as one Maybe. <laughs> that, in with that, words,
0: in that word. Dash. sample, Yes. Yeah. With a dash. Um, yeah. So I didn't, I didn't swear for most of my adult life um, because I was Southern Baptist. Yeah. Um, and so I sort of started to gradually let myself think about it differently Um, and I, so I would maybe say bitch and my friends would giggle. Um, they thought that was so funny. And then, um, when I started to be just really pretty free about it, I still didn't really like fuck, but, um, notice how our tone lowers changed. Yeah. Even now I'm like, Ooh, um, but I, I, but there was a long time. This is nothing, but for me to just tell the story, there was like a year when my son would try to specifically engineer situations that would sort of maybe surprise me into saying fuck and that was like his project. And then once that that dam was broken, I just like, this is a great word. It's right. wonderful and it's funny and um, and yes. I and it feels good. Um all that kind of stuff. So so um so I've been through sort of that progression yes. myself as yeah. as a grown up thinking differently about
1: it um and you know you had to evaluate it and I started to look at this thinking what bothers me most about words in in general uh-huh. um and then decided that um it, I couldn't figure it out other than the fact that I was taught that were words there were certain words that were bad mm-hmm. and certain words that were good and then I started to evaluate Wait a minute, that was my mother who made the decision (laughs) about what's right or wrong. And I carried them on essentially. Uh, And then I began to think, well, I don't know if I have the right any longer to say what words are right or what words are wrong Mm
0: -hmm.
1: in terms of that process. There are certain words that I don't use. They're not necessarily swearing. Uh I would classify them as swearing. But they're words of what I would call disrespect. and I think that category is different. I might handle it differently yeah. than I would a swear word. Does that make sense at all? Yeah, good.
0: and but it, and but that's but that's not about the word. It's about the the intention behind the word. Yes. It's not the yes. the four letters that they used or whatever. and that used to really confuse me like I would I would sit and I would think, who? who in the world just decided these arbitrary words are going to be, um, considered immoral and, and put your soul in danger. Um, and, and, and who does, you know, where did that come when it comes from our puritanical (laughs) roots, right? Um, it's all, um, either sex or body parts or, um, that, that a lot of our swearing comes from. So that was, um, just sort of an evolution in my thinking about it, but, um, it's, it's, you know, it's us that give them power or, to, or, you know, allow them to just be a regular word. And we, we have that in our control.
1: Right, right. You know,
0: in children,
1: <laughs> what, what I've seen is an evolution in the use of words too, especially swearing, because it mm-hmm. used to be you poopy butt. Yeah. Uh, and At that point, people were even upset. With that. that.
0: Absolutely still, yes. And,
1: and then I think it got to a point where you poopy butt no longer had status. <laughs> so children had to find words- and, To amp up attention. their game. Right, <laughs> they upped the game. And that's when fucking other words like that became yes. um, more prevalent because it now, um, using the quote F word, now gets a great deal of attention uh, from a lot of people Matter right. of fact it's frequently right. uh, brought up in in facebook different scenarios in terms of what to do with yeah. that child who is now using it frequently and i'm thinking well that should tell you alone yeah why the child is using
0: exactly it. <laughs> so my um my ex-husband and i used to joke a lot um because he worked in child care for a little bit too and um there would always be like every, every year, every few months, there would always be some parent who was upset that their preschool child was swearing and they would come in and talk to the director about the school age kids. Like, Oh, it's the school age kids that are yeah. teaching my kid to swear when we had heard them in the parking lot <laughs> 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 using the very language. Right. Um, right. So, so even, even now, sometimes when I, you know, I hear a, a young child, Swear,
1: my brain is like,
0: oh, those darn school-age kids <laughs> did it again.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, and the other thing, too, is the fact that we talked about this in other sessions in terms of what children do to attain power. Mm-hmm. And when you think about it, um, the use of swearing, in, in most cases, um, will provide that opportunity for power when you call someone else or say it and they're upset by mm-hmm. it, that makes the person who said it feel pretty powerful mm-hmm. mm-hmm. in terms of, so just like hitting and other components that sometimes children use for power, I think that language um, is is another one of those um, aspects that is, is commonly used. Yeah. So so is what I'm hearing you say, Dan, that
0: we, we should just let it let it fly like we don't need
1: to respond to it right i think when we hear it even if we didn't like swearing and thought that developmentally it wasn't appropriate Uh even if i thought that then the practice would have to be in most cases ignoring it right because giving attention to it would only add power to it yeah and so if you didn't want it you don't want to add power you don't want to be an audience Mm -hmm um you know reinforcing the idea of of using swearing so if i thought it was not appropriate then ignoring to me is the first choice the second choice is give them a word that you want them to use that makes some sense You don't say, Oh, did you mean a a flower? You know, when the child is saying, Fuck, no, it has the same letter, (laughs) (laughs) beginning letter, but it's not what I mean. Yeah. So I think making statement, you're angry with him right now, is an okay thing uh, to say, which isn't condemnation. Right. And I think that's the problem is when we make a judgment uh, in terms of what a child is saying then I think that moves over to the negative aspect of guidance.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that a lot of parent blaming and, and then us versus them feelings come up around swearing conversations too, that we, we immediately say or think, well, that's just bad parenting to use those words around, around the children. And I don't think that that's necessarily helpful or or real <laughs> like, i know lots of very good parents who who have um a colorful vocabulary sure in that sure. way but but i wonder too then if we're saying to a child who has learned the language naturally because that's the language that's used at home um and then we say um, oh that's that's wrong you shouldn't use that word that's that's a bad word what are we doing to that child for that child's relationship with their family or with, or our relationship together? If we are setting up that, um, uh, you know, Oh, those people that are important to you. Well, that's um, that's really wrong of them.
1: <laughs> right, right. And, <laughs> do I, it. I, and,
0: and I wouldn't carry that to every situation because sure. of course there are things that, that parents might do that, that would be harmful for, for children. But I don't think that swearing is one of them. I don't think we need to have that that reaction or take a chance of disrupting relationships because of um, you know a 3 year olds word choices.
1: Sure and I think that's an important point in terms of developing relationships with the family that because we're not just dealing with the child we're yeah. you know, dealing with the family and, and what message are we sending about the child's family um and, and if my mom says that word or my dad said or any uh, adult in the family situation makes that word does that make that person bad because mm-hmm. that's what we've done is we've associated swearing with badness mm-hmm. essentially um and so we don't want relationships built in families around the idea that well then my family must be bad yeah because the person I'm with a lot and like, um, <laughs> use it bad.
0: Yeah, <laughs> right. And they do it right out in the living room. They don't That's, go to the yeah. bathroom to do it. And right, right. what's going on here?
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I, I would I, say that besides ignoring and maybe giving one of the things that we probably need to do, it, it might be to talk with adults, not children mm-hmm. about, um, what they consider to be good, language Mm -hmm. um, and not necessarily conversation about what they consider to be bad language, but uh, are there language, um, are there words that are being used that um, um, you find really um, effective Mm -hmm. uh, or the child uses that's really effective? I think those are okay conversations Mm -hmm. as long as, again, they're not conversations about making judgments yeah in terms of that process
0: yeah it should be like it should be like everything else should be like when we're working with with kids um is to look for the reason something's happening so you know they're um uh so any behavior conversation certainly what's the reason this is going on and that's what we should address but i mean even um this is the example i always use you know a child who who hasn't had a lot of practice with puzzles and doesn't get the pieces in right away, first time, every time, and kind of struggles with that. Then we look at, well, is this something we really need to figure out with them or are they okay not knowing it yet? Or is this something that is frustrating to them? Well, maybe they do want my help a little bit. And I'll think about, well, how do you help a child figure out puzzles? Um, And and it should be the same thing. It, It doesn't have to be a big Facebook conversation um, where you're desperate and seeking help from your colleagues um, to solve this swearing problem. Um, yes. Because the problem is sort of in our heads, not.
1: Right, right. I, I, and I'm not targeting a particular population, but I think your faith-based programs yeah. um, might have some challenges with this. Yeah, topic. yeah. And especially uh, if you're housed in a church, that sure. would be tricky for you, definitely. Sure. In that case, rather than looking at it, again, as being a judgment of what is good or bad, uh, but taking a look at what practices would prevent it Mm. um, or um, not add to it, and I think the ones we suggested Uh, you know, ignoring and giving the actual words that you might want to substitute those kinds of things and not sending them uh, to the bathroom or the potty uh, would be practices that they could use ahead of time because just because they belong to a a particular faith does not mean that the child is not going to use uh, swearing uh, in terms of that process. Yeah, I think if you're...
0: If you really feel strongly about it, and you're listening to us, you know someone out there is listening to us and not agreeing with us, um, and really still wanted a strategy. I have definitely not agreeing with us. I know. Well, (laughs) it's a chance. There's a chance. Okay. I'm not saying it's true. Um, There's (laughs) a lot of lot of different folks out there might not agree. Um, (laughs) Um, where was I even going with that? Oh, just like just with within myself, I would if there was, you know, I was walking around the classroom or the, when I was doing it in my home, um, I would just myself use funny words when I was frustrated or, you know, so, so it was just part of the language they were hearing when they were around me. And then maybe they, that's what they started to use too because we do sort of turn into the people we spend the most time with regardless of our age. (laughs) Um, So, so if it was something that really was causing distress, um, without condemnation, you could just start saying, well, I'll model right. some different words and, um, some words that sound funny to kids, they'll pick up on and notice. And, and so there, you can do things like that, but I just, I just don't think we need to get as stressed out about it. Right. As right. we do, right. well, we certainly don't need it to be the second highest reason for expulsions. Yes. Um, yes. Well, cause I we, shouldn't shot. Be, we shouldn't be expelling, but, um, You know, what you're doing there is you're trading your adult comfort for, well, because of your adult comfort or discomfort, you're, you're engaging in a practice expulsion, which there is a pile of research about the negative effects that will have on a child. So if you're concerned, if you're concerned about that child's soul because of the words they use, but you're not concerned about the life that's going to be impacted by the choice you make
1: (laughs) to expel a child
0: for swearing, I think there's some real
1: reflection to be done there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the subjects that I talk about with parents frequently is the subject on, um, a bodily functions because yeah. it is the most important thing for children to talk about it um, has
0: been important part for us to talk about with them for old, and we're yeah. still talking yeah. about yeah. it
1: <laughs> you know and so sometimes children will use words um, that they hear again from the adult um that reflect a particular body part yeah and then they're condemned uh for using um that yeah um you know i keep thinking we don't have any slang words for knee but we certainly (laughs) have a lot for penis and vagina yes we do but again
0: that's because of our adult discomfort with the idea yeah yeah i was i was telling my um uh my just sweet wonderful mother-in-law um, about this little girl that we had in the preschool and she was working on v sounds that was one of her speech uh targets um because it was a speech lab or speech hearing clinic speech language clinic anyway she was working on making that v sound and so they would just do like little very short drills with her where they would just repeat the same v word over and over and they were her family was taking a trip to Chicago, which is about uh, two hours from here. So a longish van ride for a five-year-old. And she, her mom said she was back in her car seat, um, just repeating V words to herself, like vase and, um, you know, whatever. And then she started with vagina and then she went vulva. (laughs) It was just repeating them over and over. And I was telling the story and, and my mother-in-law was like, but where did she even hear those words? You know, it was such a shock, and and Steve said, "Well, that's what we do now. We we use real, you know, the real body part names." And, but yeah, you could just. She wanted to laugh at the story, but she was. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and in some cases that is considered potty talk.
0: Yes, yeah. When they actually
1: use the. Or real... someone <laughs> would freak
0: out that there was <laughs> sexual abuse habit, sex exactly, abuse happen. Sex right?
1: Yeah. Thinking, yeah. You know, you like that better than pee <laughs> i think it's not a man in the world that wants a pee-pee. <laughs> at least i hope not yeah yeah in our family it was tallywhacker <laughs> when i was grown up yeah so i'm wondering you know where and and again i understand where some of that came from yeah because you, you know we grew up in a period of time where certain it's interesting because i was in the 70s and And I think that's when the language became a little looser in terms of the the process. Uh But then we went back into the 80s and got a little more conservative in terms of our approach. And
0: and that all gets lumped together in this idea of potty talk and bad language or inappropriate language. Um,
1: We had a little three and a half year old girl named Samantha. She was one of those children that everybody took a look at her face and said, what an adorable, beautiful princess kind of thing. <laughs> and the first uh-huh. phrase that she learned was son of a bitch. Yeah, of course. The one that walked into the has got good rhythm. I, I, <laughs> got good rhythm. The first thing she would yell out, hey, you son of a bitch. And that was her name calling in recognition uh-huh. of the person a who greeting.
0: Yes, right. greeting, uh-huh. yes.
1: Yeah. 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 Every time an adult would come in, I would say, you are probably going to be called son of a bitch. And here's what you might say. Uh, that's hey, great. Oh, my name is, and how are uh-huh, you, Samantha? Uh-huh. Well, the minister of the church, because we were in a church building, walked in. He was new, and he was doing oh, his presentation. He yeah. walked in, and of course, that's the first thing that Samantha yelled yes. out, Hey, you son of a bitch. And, yeah. he at me, and I said, it's what she thinks you are today. <laughs> it's a standard greeting it doesn't mean anything special tell her what your name is and he said well aren't we going to correct that be I said please just just tell her your name and that will quote unquote correct the behavior yeah but he didn't he commented that might not be the best thing to say young lady so you called him a son of a bitch let (laughs) me try it again forgot (laughs) <laughs> oh,
0: god yeah oh, i used i mean like I, oh my god i i used to not you know be a swearer and not and yeah. be really worried about using body part appropriate language um when when curtis was four he um well we had this book called i wonder why i blink and other questions about my body and there was a two-page spread about uh, the reproductive process. Yes. And I didn't want him to see the word vagina. I didn't want anyone to read him that page before I had a chance to do it. So I taped them together. <laughs> but then he learned to read on his own and I forgot that. And he like pulled because he knew there was something in there. Right. So he pulled it apart and he came out like waving the book at me very <laughs> accusatorily. And he was like, so. I know that when I was born, you pushed me out a small hole between your legs called your varagina. (laughs) And then just walked out again. (laughs) All right. Well, I guess Uh I lose that one. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Well, you little shit. It's not varagina, it's it's a vagina.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I, I, I really wonder that people need to reflect again and, and why they get upset about a number of things. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think <laughs> is probably one of those things that we need to say, what bothers us most about mm-hmm. this? Yeah. And how do I get over it? Yes, exactly. How do I uh, get over it rather than focusing on causing the child to, yeah. uh, to change in yeah. terms of that? Just I think, think like like, it, like of all the things that children could do, that would not be in the top right of my list. No, no, um, fighting then, would be right. <laughs> uh, not that it's necessarily evil, but it certainly can't it's be something anymore.
0: that yeah that, be that requires some <laughs> sort of of response and and right. through. Yeah, I we we add so much stress to our own already stressful days um, yes. by trying to to manage children, um, instead of understanding them and letting them (laughs) be children. And, um, you know, I think like, like a lot of, um, I'll say it again, like a lot of behavior stuff. Um, it's the idea of explaining it, having to explain it to an outsider, or what if someone sees me just allowing this, um, or what if another parent complains because, that kid went home and told his mom what this kid said. And, um, so, so just your idea of sort of preparing a, other ad, adults for that kind of thing, I think is really a smart thing to think through and think about doing, um, whether it's your director who might come in or another family or the right. pastor.
1: <laughs> yeah. And just, and I think even having a parent meeting or family mm-hmm. meet gathering to have a discussion about, yeah. um, words that you're, child might bring home yeah um that's not something that you're comfortable with i think those are healthy um conversations and should be done right at the beginning yeah um, of the school year you know we just send home same. letters saying you know kids are going to learn the alphabet and their numbers how about swearing <laughs> <laughs> I so just, I mean, just trick them by saying right <laughs> um, your child
0: might be exposed to some lin- linguistic diversity right. here that you weren't planning on no. yeah no yeah just being open and calm about it yourself in those contexts um will help take one element of the pressure Right. off I think.
1: And I think again as we laid it back to the earlier conversation if if a child is doing it for a sense of power you yeah. really need to watch how you respond to something because remember you're the audience now mm-hmm. and <laughs> essentially yeah. how you respond is whether or not the act the performance the power is yeah. going to continue uh, yeah. frequently. Um, and I'll tell you I I had a difficult time at the beginning, and when I first heard, you know, "fuck," I'm thinking, "Oh my god, where did you get that word?" And I'm thinking, "We weren't doing that word till F week." (laughs) You know, and so I had I had to reflect myself into that uh, process, Mm -hmm. Um, and I think those kinds of conversations, like you indicated, and like Heather had in her book. Uh, Heather Shoemaker is is that you know I think adults get more upset than those are the people we probably need to be talking yes sure Uh, the ones that you know are getting upset about it
0: yeah and I want to jump back to power
1: yeah I guess we weren't really out of power yet but
0: um just to, to to build on that I I think then part of our conversation with ourselves needs to be well, what do we, how, what are our feelings about children having power in our space? Like they, I think they deserve to have power. I think it would really suck to go through life having, you know, every decision all day long made for you. Right. And, you know, it, it's, it's not something that you're just going to say, well, we'll give them a choice of cup color at snack um, or um will give them classroom jobs and give them that feeling of power over something it's not the same it's oh, it's
1: yeah. um, and to think heather that if we don't give children power how often they will have to try to attain to get it get yeah. to get it and how long that's going to take in mm-hmm. some cases so the more opportunities i think that children are allowed mm-hmm. to have that what you classify as a real choice of power, mm-hmm. um, it, you know, the easier it gets in terms of even guidance, because everybody wants to talk about guidance. And yes, thinking, they do. You know, if you if you give children opportunities for power, those issues that you want to talk about in terms of guidance and discipline often diminishes rather. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not suggesting that swearing is going to be gone. I'm I'm suggesting that it might be used differently or not yeah. as often. Yeah. Or the
0: one uh, kid that you're thinking about kicking out for it. Exactly. You might see a difference. Yes. Um, yes. And like anything else, it's going to, you know, it's not going to be overnight, but you might notice he only does it twice now <laughs> a day instead of yeah. five times a day. And the sad
1: thing is, is that it's mostly boys. Yeah. It's, yeah. you know, there are five out of seven expulsions are, you know, boys. Right. And uh-huh. boys of color. Most uh, are black, color, and, Latino, right. you know, black yeah. and Latino. And uh, um, and I'm thinking, okay, <laughs> we should be looking uh-huh. at this for another reason. Not just right. swearing, but another yeah. reason. It should yeah. be. Yeah. Sounds like another. Expulsions.
0: Uh, a whole other <laughs> episode. I'm writing it down. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: and you know i'm not saying that there's some sort of correlation between kids who swear and the color of their skin i just whenever we're talking about expulsion i feel like that needs to be part of the conversation right yeah um, because it's a troubling reality um and you know we all there's a lot of of damage that can be done sure sure uh, for a child and their family
1: yeah
0: when when we do that um
1: oh i lost it sorry It's gone. There's another component to this that I am still dealing with in terms Uh of my doubt, and that's using the N-word and I can't even say it. But words like that um, to me, are are disrespectful if we use it as adults. Yes. Um, with children who use it is, you know, to su- to suggest that they don't hear and recognize what's in their surrounding environments um, when they're young is not yeah. true. I mean, two year olds right. begin to uh, practice yes. uh, what they see and hear. So again, uh, we're at least we're not saying that everything. Um, doesn't matter, right. in the approach, but even when a child uses um, something like the N-word yeah. um, to another child, how we approach that um, has to be in a calm, uh, reflective, and taking a look at why a child would, would use that mm-hmm. uh, word and where that came from, mm-hmm. to me is more valuable than condemning a child for making that statement.
0: Yeah. And I, I think with, with swearing, some things, something that I, I hear um, adults say is, well, that, that hurts other people. And I don't think that that's an authentic real, you know, real response, but in the choice, in the case of, um, you know, racial slurs, sure. then yeah, yeah, that word can hurt other people. Yes. And so I, yeah. Um, I, I need to disrupt that bias, you know, right. disrupt that, right. that right. moment of yeah. bias for both the child who used it and everyone who's hearing it. And it's different oh, right. than, yeah. um, than what we're saying, I think about, about swearing in general. Right. I'm glad you said that. because
1: Right. And I, and I want, you know, I want to make sure that we pointed out that there is a difference in how we approach it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, might be similar, but, but different in terms of, um, uh, Who is receiving that Mm -hmm. word, Mm -hmm. and how they respond to that word um, versus using a word just to attain a sense of power, yeah, recognition,
0: yeah. Um, Fortunately, I have not had a lot of experience with that specific kind of situation, but I know that there are folks who have, yes, Um, and I imagine that uh, the the grown up uh limbic system goes a little nuts <laughs> in those moments. So we have to regulate ourselves, I think exactly. a little yeah. bit before we can we can swoop in and decide what we're we gonna do. We can't
1: necessarily assume that the child is being a racist. No. No, but, but
0: I think that's why you want to yeah. you want to you want to draw attention to it right
1: early yeah. for all of them. It's it's um... and it's certainly not potty talk.
0: No. <laughs> no. Goodness it, sakes.
1: Yeah yeah. Yikes. Yeah that's that might be a nice healthy discussion sometime about you know what to do with those words of what I call disrespect yeah uh, versus words that are used for power recognition mm-hmm. and, and and swearing and yeah yeah, yeah, yeah
0: definitely um yeah th- yeah i think you can't it's it's not helpful to assume disrespect with any of them, but right. but it's more likely that those sort of racial um or homophobic yes. slurs that you that you might hear a child use, um whether whether they intend it that way, we still need to step in as if that's what's gonna happen. Right. Um, but like I had I used to work in a um Youth program and it was school agers and teenagers and lots of swearing and we didn't you know we had eighty kids in the building at night so we couldn't stop it all you know we, there was just even if we wanted to there was nothing we could do but I was being um, sort of chastised by a supervisor um, who was also a friend um, that I'd known a long time and um, I said well why why do you think I need to stop it like what is it really hurting? Um, because the whole intent was to give kids a safe place to be instead of out, you know, on the streets sure, or, sure. um, and to build relationships with them. And, and she said, well, it's disrespectful. And I was like, wait, in all contexts, swearing is disrespectful. She's like, yeah. Like, so when you wow. call me a bitch playfully, you're really disrespecting me. Cause I need to know that <laughs> she was like, okay, no, it's not always disrespectful. <laughs> In like, some cases, right. it could be a
1: compliment.
0: Right? Exactly. <laughs> yes, it's a token of my love for you. Um, when I when I use that language, so so just the idea of it always being disrespectful right. Right. is um, yeah. another thing that we need
1: to to consider. Well, and here. I was referring more to what when adults use it, whether yes. or not it is used in ter- not with with children, yeah in terms using it of to each other. Gotcha. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Um, Oh, gosh, what else? Is there anything else? had I, I think to get in? that
1: we covered.
0: covered. I think we did
1: a lot. I mean, it probably because it really doesn't bother us that right. much. But I'm sure it probably bothers. Right, us. this may feel I, longer for the listener. Right. <laughs> it's, it's interesting because the list on Facebook of what to do with children uh-huh. who swear was extremely long. Uh-huh. And most of it was focusing on um, again what the child did that was wrong uh-huh. rather than well how do we move in a direction of if this bothers you how are you going to practice not letting this bother you? yeah no one brought that up really and that's what made me upset yeah, yeah no one was like wait let's
0: think about our own reactions exactly do it yeah. No. yeah Yeah, well I feel like that's for for people who feel like their job is to correct children and fix deficits um it's it's unusual it takes practice and sometimes explicit open invitations (laughs) to (laughs) think in that way and to shift and say well maybe maybe there's something I'm needing to think through
1: Um, I had a child one time. I had a storybook and the child said shit I've already read that book (laughs) and the student that was with me at that point. Just had this look of, and I said, "Oh, you want a different book? I didn't <laughs> yeah, even notice." <focus>. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> because at first I didn't even pay it. I mean, I, I didn't even notice that the word "shit" was used. Uh-huh. But then when she brought it up afterwards at a meeting, I'm thinking, "Okay, you're going to have to work on that." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, because the child was being honest, right? Um, oh, you probably had read this cl- several times. Clearly communicated.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah. is a goal. That's a language goal. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. And I think that's what I meant at the very beginning of this is, is it's really part of language and we have to look at it as form of use of words mm-hmm. uh, and everybody uses different words.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Process. And one is not better than the other. Yeah. They're just different terms of that and we can come up with that kind of framework yeah and not be as upset i think
0: yeah and one of the things i learned from working with speech language pathologists over the last three years was that you know if a child has a speech sound error or makes grammatical mistakes it's not it's not helpful or useful to stop make them say it again say it the right way make them repeat you um do anything sort of punitive in that moment, but to just say it the way you'd like it to be said over and over gives them the input that they need to, you know, to make that next step of
1: language development. So I think that that could carry over into swearing too. Definitely. Definitely. I, I see that as a, you know, real positive strategy. Yeah. Uh, to use because we wouldn't do that with adults we wouldn't go up to an adult and say didn't you mean and repeat that three times kind of thing (laughs) we wouldn't do that yeah (laughs) Um, so I think the same practice can be used with children yeah yeah
0: yeah all right I think we we uh we did good work here today Dan (laughs) always (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, it always does feel that way um, when we talk. Um, but I, I, you know, honestly, I hope if people take issue with anything we were saying here, that true. they that they comment that or send that out so that we can keep conversations going. Um, and I, I will just pause and breathe before I write a response. <laughs> I will. I will and swear uh, a little and swear a little yeah. to myself because <laughs> right. that, that is sort of how I regulate myself <laughs> and get myself back into a good mood. Right. There is a catharsis <laughs> um, and and a, a good feeling for me about swearing. So, um, okay. Well, thanks, Dan. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. Thanks everyone for listening and come back again for another episode of that early childhood nerd.
1: And that's the show. Now go get your nerd on.